Start again, start again, begin. Start again, everyone. Welcome to Caterpillar Good. This is Flora. And this is Rod. Hi, Rod. Hi, Flora. It's been a while. Yes. What's this one about? This one is a live storytelling event that I did at the library. You've been doing that a lot. Do you feel more comfortable now that you've been, this is what, your 50th one? <laughs> Not quite 50th, but yeah, I did feel pretty comfortable. I didn't stress out. I didn't get all sweaty and anxious and nervous before at this time. Did it help because there was only like three people in the audience? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's more than that, but I would like to point out that I am the only one that came anywhere even close to following the directions. <laughs> you were very good, very good. You didn't read, you were engaged, you were making eye contact with the audience. I enjoyed your storytelling. Thanks. It was fun. When are you going to do one? So back to you. Just a look, November. We don't know what will come. We just hope. So, your story, so too old, that, that was the topic, yes? Yeah, the theme for the night was too old for this. So, our audience and Caterpillar Guru audience will hear that you were too old to go down a hole. What else were you too old for? I was too old for a lot in those days. Now that I'm older, I'm not too old to do any of that. How do you feel about yourself now? Much better. Mm -hmm. That's what the story is about. It's a tale of transformation and growth. Come on now. You mean there's nothing that you feel that you cannot do now? You mean you've let go of all fears? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm afraid of. Swimming in the deep. I mean, even like I'm five foot, maybe one or two inches. And just going to five feet deep water, I start panicking and then you know I know it's mind over matter because I do know how to swim and float and all that stuff I'm not very good at it I try to push myself well that's what my story is about being afraid to do something and then doing it anyway and then finding growth in the experience and now you can conquer all your fears yes well enjoy here is Rod I'm too old for this. So I am definitely way too old for this. Deep down in a dark cave 
with my heart pounding and my lungs burning and my limbs weak and shaky, I know with absolute certainty that I am going to have a heart attack at the age of 42 and die. And the Rangers are going to have to come fetch my body. And my son is going to be traumatized for life and have nightmares about dark, narrow spaces. And children who will never know my name will whisper stories about me over campfires. The ghost of Enchanted Rock. <laughs> and actually, I didn't, I didn't die in that hole. So don't be scared. It's, it's October and Halloween is coming, but this is not actually a ghost story. When my son was born, I became a stay-at-home dad. I quit my job and I spent all my time with him. We went everywhere together. We did everything together. But as he started to get older and went from a baby to a toddler to a preschooler to an elementary school kid, I got more and more depressed. He went to school and I didn't know how to get back into the workforce. I didn't know how to represent that time on a, re on a resume. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. So because I didn't know what to do with myself, I did nothing. I would drop him off at school and I would go home and go back to bed. And I drank heavily every day. And my marriage that wasn't exactly rock solid to begin with started picking up speed on its downhill race towards divorce. So when my son was seven and I found myself with him on top of Enchanted Rock, I was not in great shape, spiritually, emotionally, and definitely not physically. I mean, I can tell you it is a long, steep walk up that rock when you're 50 pounds overweight and you have not exactly been keeping up with the cardio. So I was already spent when he noticed a little wooden sign that says cave entrance. So I thought, well, let's go check it out. But it wasn't like a cave. It was a hole in the ground about two feet wide. And I thought, well, that, that can't be it. But uh, a group of about 10 or 15 high school age kids came by. They were with a church group and they started disappearing into that hole one by one. And my son said, Dad, Dad, can we go in the cave too? Dad, can we go? And I thought, oh, shit. <laughs> I had been a Boy Scout, so I had a flashlight with me, you know, be prepared. So I couldn't use that excuse. But I started thinking, what if I lose him down there? What if he slips and falls and breaks a bone? Or what if I do? And his mother was already pretty annoyed with me at this point. And if I lost her son or brought him back in several pieces, it was not going to be good for the marriage. But I had, I had never discouraged him from trying new things and finding out what he was capable of. And I didn't want him to grow up terrified of the world and all the many ways that it could hurt him. So I said, sure, buddy, let's go. And we went down into that hole after those kids. And he wanted to be the one to hold the flashlight. So I put the wrist strap on his wrist and he was just bursting with pride and excitement. And I was the 
best dad in the whole world. And then he scrambled off like a monkey going after those older kids that were surging through that cave. And I was left in the dark and I couldn't see where to put my hands or my feet. And I was not the best dad in the world. I was just the biggest idiot. <laughs> but I managed to reel him back in with my voice. He came back and he shined the light for me and we worked our way through together. And there was a lot of climbing and sliding and crawling. It was a very narrow, slippery space. And he kept calling out, hey guys, wait up to those older kids. He's an only child and he's very sociable and he very much wanted to be on their team. So I tried, I tried to go faster, but my heart was pounding in my ears and I was drenched in a cold sweat. And that's when I knew I was, I was not gonna make it out of that hole. We were too far from the entrance to go back. I had no idea how far it was to an exit and I did not have very much more left in me. But at that moment, we heard one of the high school kids say, hey, look, a light. Thank God. And we came around the corner, and sure enough, there's a gap in the rocks, and the sunshine is shining through, and all those kids have kind of bottlenecked at the exit, waiting their turn to climb out. So my son got to catch up with the kids at the back of the line and chat and reminisce over the cave and go over every inch and remember every nook and cranny. And I heard him say, yeah, that wasn't so hard. <laughs> so, no, I was not too old for this. But I was too far down a dark, deep hole of my own. And I started to climb back out. And within a couple of months, I quit drinking. I got back on track with the exercise. And within about half a year, I had accepted that my marriage was over and I got a job and an apartment and I started living again. So my son, now he's 11, when uh, we go back to Enchanted Rock, which we do a couple times a year now, he encourages the people that we find there that are almost too scared to try. They stand on the edge of that hole and they look down, doubting themselves. And it's almost like he's talking to that other version of me when he tells them, it's not that scary. You can do it. Come on, we'll, we'll do it together. I'll show you. And he does. Thank you. That was a story I told at the public library at a live storytelling event in Austin. The theme was too old for this. We'll see you next time. Bye.